0: from that moment forth we can always use our words that's exactly one of those things that we have as a people so welcome again and I look forward to hearing from you welcome back to my lovely IHP community I wasn't sure to use our enlightenment time and so I did a short story instead with some channeled guidance short story it all depends so we've been talking a lot about our over soul and enlightenment as a soul age group differences between those who are in enlightenment the 5d those who are in an actual 5d state of consciousness oneness consciousness Christ consciousness unconditional love and neutrality self-empowerment as always and really we want to look at the self from the psychoeducational perspective because I know some people like to use the word soul and obviously we can integrate as mystics and holistic and people who are in this spiritual stuff with those clairs those experiences definitely have us be aware that we are these souls if you will but souls is connected also to the belief system and words in general are very much connected to a lot of belief systems. Now, the people who know the difference between being a seeker and a believer are only really those who are in that inclination to be in the enlightenment soul group So a person who is not going to want to have to be a part of a hurt. So a person who is not in shame, blame, fault, or revenge cycles is a person who can notice differences in a way that is subtle but clear. The ones who can notice the differences but still are inclined to want to be a part of that herd. So there's still shame, blame, fault, revenge cycles of some sort. And why shame? And really we could just stop at that one. But um, shame is explained. If I remember correctly, Ron Siegel is the one who talks about the hierarchy and our evolutionary upbringing or you know our species evolution essentially so biologically speaking our ancestors did need each other physically they if they were alone they'd face you know nature which was quite dangerous compared to today because way back then we didn't have tools we didn't have technology we didn't have a lot of things so hierarchy there is something that he mentions about hierarchy and therefore shame is a part of that because there are these ways that the way back when would work to survive physically while people who are again inclined to be wanting a herd in this way the enlightenment so each person who comes from a love cycle specifically will know otherwise those who come out of shame will figure it out and what will they figure out those subtleties the subtleties that say to be independent doesn't mean you don't co-create or you don't have that social engagement because actually we engage socially because we feel safe because we can learn how to self-soothe in fact the polyvagal theory which i have a course on that one i'll try and get it done sooner than later so we can use that information in our um, in our episodes usually but um here's where i'm going to read to you an email that i got from the website where i got to purchase the courses it's called embodied philosophy it's a really great website they have a bunch of different courses by the way So it explains to us how do we react when we're faced with negative experiences. So we react to negative experiences, uh, which is adapted based on our personal history. There's three systems, quote-unquote, of responding, social engagement, mobilization, collapse. Collapse is associated with the, quote-unquote, freeze response. So freeze, shut down, remember freeze, fawn. When we experience a threat, we shut down, dissociate, act as if dead. And so this is one of those ways that people who have trauma and are not aware of their traumatized brain, they go from hyper to, so mobilization is going to be hyper, and that's the sympathetic, While collapse is the dorsal vagal, okay? And social engagements, that is the ventral vagal nervous system response. So mobilization is associated with the fight or flight response. We actively fight back or run away from the threat. And finally, social engagement is when we turn to others for help, talking, co-regulating, or self-soothing. And he goes on to say, it's not hard to imagine which one of these is preferable. Polyvagal theory suggests that the other two responses become our default when social engagement fails us repeatedly from a young age. So what you'll note is that most... psychoeducators when they talk about trauma and the development of the self and attachment styles it will be connected to those first years in fact it's the first year that your development uh, the right brain develops and that right brain hemisphere um, is going to be underdeveloped because of some circuitry not being able to get used in an abusive neglectful household of course not one that has enough social engagement and safety cues so the default network establishes your safety behaviors which really is going to establish how you navigate again circumstances and so if from a young age the social engagement failed you so to talk to co-regulate or self-soothe you're going to have in an easier way or actually it's not even easier you're going to be inclined to be in the collapse or mobilization and so we see hyper and hypo we see sympathetic dorsal vagal and i now that i have all these pieces of knowledge when i'm encountering people right, i can tell certain things and i've seen the uh collapse actually as i interact with people in the past still now sometimes there are people that i know obviously it doesn't tend to take place when we are engaging but it has a uh, few times it has i, I remember exactly what it was like and now I know what I can associate to it humanly speaking now for the Claires, this is where people who are in 3D, 4D they keep you know talking about each other as if humanity is um, evil monsters the whole energy vampires uh, people siphoning the whole narcissist empath story and there's reasons for all of these and We'll always look at all of them, but for the enlightenment so each of a person we don't actually treat each other with these identities. We don't treat the herd as if it's less or more. We have a way of understanding that those who know how to be social will socialize and those who don't will not. And those who don't, they may seem dissociated or scared or angry. But what they really are in, completely, is in a self-defense mode. So this biological rudeness, this yellow and red versus a green. And in today's era, this is called getting stressed out. And really what it is, is it's an adaptive child response when it comes to interpersonal relationships. So people who are cancel out culture, who call each other toxic, people who think that they actually can demand respect in a specific way, And this is where I'm trying to get us to our story, which deals with, if you recall, my one lovely attachment uh, style friend, Ambivalent, that uh, made certain statements and also interacted with me. And then I recently saw her publicly post something, which was very fascinating. And that's where the story's coming from. It's a way for you all to understand the huge difference when you're 5d self-empowered enlightened in the enlightenment soul age group versus when you are unaware of your own self and you stay as an adaptive child now granted with her a little bit more compassion because her self is not wired in a way that her body feels safe and social inside and her mannerisms are all reactive when she gets stressed so this is where understanding that i didn't need the science to know it but once i had the science i even understood why her energy is this uh, attached cry for help. So whenever there's stuff going on, there's this immense suffering that has always been part of this dynamic, which now that again I know what it is, it's clear and it has nothing to do with an energy vampire, it has everything to do with a person who's agitated, and we're all one big energy. By the way, we're all a big sound, and we pick up on each other's stuff because that's how it works even though people don't believe it but those who are mystics and holistics we know it we, we don't have to believe it we live it so when you are a person who has clairs and you are aware of what this means and you also are aware that we're consciousness and that you can pick each other up yeah there you go that's why I titled 5D, Self-Empowered, Enlightened, so that only people who at least have some experience from this can tune into something that is educational for their own growth. And really, it's for that Enlightenment soul age group alone. Because those who are not here will not actually get what we're talking about because the ego is way too, quote-unquote, big, meaning the insecurities of the self are way too much uh, creating uh, some glasses. Here's the difference. The Enlightenment soul age group person, will know that we also have a self, an ego that can be that big, okay? And this is where I think it was today that you'll hear the episode or yesterday maybe where I said we always are aware that we can hurt others the same way they can hurt us because that's exactly where there can be misunderstandings. We're people. We're apples and oranges. This is nothing abnormal for the common sense person. The common sense person is only the person who's actually confident anybody else is not going to be common sense so when we interact with our loved ones and something like this happens it does emotionally affect us meaning it hurts our feelings because when we share our life with people we are doing so because we care now we may not meet their demands but that to us is nothing abnormal if they want demands to be met, they should go find, I don't know, somebody or something that wants to ignore a lot of that again <laughs> how we professional years. It's really interesting because <laughs> the more we go, the more we're like, wow, you know, it has nothing to do with humanity being evil or selfish. It just has to do with a lot of unevolved pieces of consciousness. A lot of adaptive children who are in their collapse submit or attach cry for help or please appease which are safety behaviors, which are biological rudeness, in fact, and which we see on TV all the time, all over the place, man, all over the place. You see the adaptive children going at it. Um, So let me finish reading the email, and then we'll keep moving forward to the story. Uh, It's not hard to imagine which one of these is preferable. Polyvagal theory suggests that. Okay, so the young age part, that's very important. The young age, the first 10 months of your life, the the last trimester in your and your mother's womb this is where I, I still have to watch that video but we absorb the stress stuff that is going on so our brain also is affected by that the circuitry uh, in fact if you remember from Gabor Mate, when he talks about ADHD he says it's not a disease it's an adaptation of the brain circuitry for the environment around and it's just not working obviously more for you as you grow up but if you're in a environment that is not safe which is what abuse and neglect involve what a person who has a nervous system who is not in safe and social themselves they will not be in energy that is safe and social their body their chemistry everything will be in a specific spectrum of stress and the person is going to absorb it this is why those who are insecure read the room and don't realize that they're affected by room that they can do something about it. The ones who realize it in a way of thinking they're saving someone, those are the ones who want to call themselves empaths, who don't realize that we're not here to save each other, we co-create together and expand together. It's two different things, we evolve together so they just don't know enough about the human stuff because they haven't gained that interest in learning how their body actually works or brain or how humanity works in any way shape or form because a couple of Claire's and stories got them to think that they can know people just by being able to interact with them through the energetic field. We can know people through our own vessel, which is this our eyes, our ears, what you learn and remember that you have your own reality that you've created since the day you were born, so you got your own story. Now, how many pieces are a part of your story? So for those who are very simplistic and in that enlightenment soul age group, the story is we're human beings. We all love. We all can hurt, we all learn how to apply free will as we grow up, and free will means I choose every time how I'm gonna respond to you, which means I choose what words come out of my mouth. I try to, as I grow up, I learn how to be better at it and better and better, and I learn even how to manage my emotions as I grow up, something straightforward. But the movies, well, they show emotions in a very different format. We got a bunch of adaptive children around creating these types of beautiful, dramatic little triangles. So we get to not participate, by the way. But we get to now know what that is. So again, not everybody chooses enlightenment because while we can see the difference between a demand that is ridiculous and that is self-centered, versus a demand that is of an actual life threat situation basically going down and or really just also common sense again and or really just you know having relationships that are independent, not dependent. So some people will want to or be always inclined not to uh, actually note that they have a herd mentality, that they are part of a herd, they want the herd and they're drawn to that because the herd is about the mammalian heritage every person the psychoeducators explain will want to be seen accepted validated and heard in their vulnerable places by their loved ones they will want those thumbs up they will want to feel cuddled they want to feel that they are surrounded by people so here's the deal enlightenment so each person knows what that means but our life is too precious when i say life what i'm trying to say is the essence of life that we are. And so, we are not something, we won't, uh, we don't need the herd like that. We don't need to be accepted, validated, seen, or heard in our vulnerable places. That's not what life is made of. Life is made of being needing air, food, and water. I don't need you to say, great job. It can hurt my feelings if you say, horrible job, but I'll get over it, because why wouldn't I? This is the connectedness. Of pure consciousness, that those of us in the enlightenmental age group and those who come from their expansion with the love cycle have the entirety of your life. I'm only 42. I have never once thought, oh my God, I'm such a horrible human being. I can be as horrible as anybody else can, is all I can say because I will be exempt from being considered a horrible human being by somebody. That's actually what we know. And we know that that's actually normal. What we won't do is give whatever it is, just because we get what it's—it's just, yeah. So the herd—they like the feeling of being together, seeing each other, accepting each other. And in fact, like I said, not everybody is for the enlightenment. So age group—you got plenty that will stay within their secure attachment. So they will look to treat and be and 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 what really is is that the way they feel about things continues to use. Uh, shame, guilt, apathy, all of those, regret, everything below the neutrality belt because they still navigate it. For the Enlightenment, so age we person will know why we'll feel slightly guilty. We don't actually have shame because we don't do things that are against our own consciousness. What this means is we take ownership of every word we speak. We'll know we'll fuck up. And we don't have secrets we're afraid of coming out because we know that everybody has secrets. Like, again, these are all these the of children, harsh, unforgiving, they are uh, self-preserving, so they're still wanting that approval from their parents. They're wanting to feel safe in their households. They want the herd to accept them. They can't live without the herd. Like, their, their actual shatteredness comes from not being accepted. So they will be in their uh, social engagement in a way of wanting to talk to get that approval and to even be regulated by each other and to also learn to self-soothe, but with each other. The enlightenment soul age group will be able to do all of this all on their own and not feel that something is missing. And in fact, actually, when in the enlightenment soul age group, we find that it's best not to express too much because we get humans playing a lot get people who start to create their story around something that is a shirt. when you find self-empowered people not the case they actually listen They, they share you know their compassion they're able to also be unconditionally loving because they're empowered so they understand being a person and they understand that we can all hurt each other but we don't have to whine about it so the self-empowered individual is the, the individual who will see the subtleties and who will be the only ones who are slightly inclined to be in that 5D oneness consciousness, Christ consciousness, and enlightenment of hatred. But they might still prefer that herd stuff. So that's where the shame cycle is not a bad thing. I know the word doesn't make it sound, uh, quote-unquote, neutral actually not quote unquote so i know that shame as a word is not really looked at neutrally but the shame cycle it's the inner critic outer critic you're denying things through addictions drugs sex food alcohol getting busy busy busy. withdrawal isolation that's the last piece and then the reassessment there's not a expansion there's a, i'm gonna do it again so when um the self is not wired correctly this is what a person ends up looping into their own way of life and that limits their potential because they don't expand to more they're staying within their safety zone and usually they're interacting with their same dynamics over and over again which is why the other soul age groups they do have karma uh, we do Dharma the enlightenment soul age group so Dharma is where you dismantle karma and you're expanding consistently it is not hard to imagine uh, this email says which one of these is preferable Polyvagal theory suggests, okay, young age, it's not hard to imagine circumstances of trauma that would hardwire us to depend on mobilization and collapse instead of social engagement. But how do we, quote unquote, reprogram this hardwiring to be able to be receptive again to the possibilities of our social engagement system? This is where contemplative practices come in as they have the capacity to cultivate a sense of safety in the body. So as to condition a range of responses beyond the ones we've become accustomed to. This insight is just one of many empowering ones discovered through an engagement with polyvagal theory. What's an insight you've discovered since starting the polyvagal theory course with Stephen Porges? So uh, contemplative practices. Uh, I haven't started the course yet, so we'll we'll find out about that eventually. But... What I can tell you is that quote unquote reprogramming is something that a person who chooses to become who chooses to become an adult will enact all on their own. They will notice the difference between uh, being a person who's demanding as an adaptive child or a person who's learning to work with their implicit memory stuff, their reactiveness. So once you choose who you want to be, is really where your journey begins. And that can begin at any age. You are 8, 9, 10, 13 is usually the age because, one, we accumulate trauma until the age of 7 or 8. And that's probably because we're in our theta brainwave state until the age of 7. I forget where I got the data point, but that's where my conclusions come in. Uh, I'm sure that the brain scientists have other things to say Furthermore, it's by 25 that our frontal lobes finish to develop. So until that day, your brain's still developing certain aspects in the frontal lobes are for long-term thinking. The chemistry in our body changes. So when you're a teenager, there's a bunch of chemistry and, and different things. So it would be ideal for people to learn how to obviously work with their energy, but they're too busy watching drama, being in drama, and you know, they're insecure. They're looking to their peers to gain that security with their unresolved trauma stuff. So their they're insecurities, I'm broken, I'm unworthy, I am a problem or I um, what else I am afraid or it's unfair. So the it's unfair is what's the most popular. In fact, the grown-ups are all there because that's a teenager. And it, it is masked with their anger and their ego, which is at that point inflated because their actual ego does not have a sense of safety all on its own. Enlightenment soul, age of person, our sense of safety comes from within us, all on our own. We choose to understand that we will not be seen, accepted, validated, or taken in yada 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 in our vulnerable places by our loved ones. And we begin that journey as teenagers, besides already having had it at the home. Because we all have wounded parts. Those parts that were unseen, unheard, unaccepted, unvalidated, etc., etc. The difference is the enlightenment soul Age person didn't get pissy and ignore the fact that anger masks sadness, which masks, again, other feelings. And when it comes down to shame and guilt, though, here's where the enlightenment soul Age person can have identified those emotions when they arose, if they ever rose. And they're very quick to understand what they are and why they're there. So again, keeping our conscious clear is very easy for us because we know what guilt means. It's when you actually do something that's wrong and that brought about hurt. We will not though feel shame because we're not able to read the minds of people or to acquiesce to their every request of how we should behave or not behave. So that's where the shame for us did not happen. The only moment of, for example, for me, shame, very few, and really one that stands out, and it's because of how I was raised, and to think, I immediately know this. And whenever, even if I think of other things that could possibly bring about these feelings of shame or embarrassment, it has nothing to do with me. It's all made up, it's bullshit. So it's easy for me to see it, know where it comes from. Yeah, I'm not a herd person, excuse me, for being an independent person, you know, or not so much. No, no. It's very nice to be independent in a way that makes complete sense. So while others, again, they're going to keep on ignoring the fact that they can choose when that moment arises, what they're going to value more the essence of life they are and understanding that they don't need to feel not even optimal shame because it's bullshit we don't need that to work together we don't need that to create together it's an actual very distinctive emotion that you will pick up besides posture that you will say i don't there's nothing no our ancestors needed it because of specifics for self-preservation this is and it really was because they didn't have thinking gra- they did not have thinking brains So if you keep using your self-preservation brain alone and only those mechanisms, well, of course, you're going to stay in that level of consciousness. That's the point, and that's why not everybody gets to that lovely enlightenment. So they're going to keep choosing that, no, we're going to follow the bandwagon of using optimal shame. Why? Because they actually don't trust in humanity, their species, to be independent and to be able to rule their own selves, to each be their own creatorship, So there is no trust in each person becoming their full functional adult. And that's masked by so many belief systems, by the way, so many histories, so many. Oh, yeah, the movies, let's not forget about the stereotypes. All of the things that adaptive children in moments where they're under stress will look to. It's unfair. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm afraid. This, this. And they will find every one of those. And that's not common sense, by the way. And that's not a brain that is clear, by the way. That's a brain that's taken over, if you will, by those emotions and now is acting with them. It's Not looking at the emotions, which are the reactiveness, and tending to them first and then speaking. So, let me move into the story. And let me read some of what was written in a way that I won't disclose it entirely because really it's unnecessary. But, uh, basically... It's been a couple of months to be by myself and only with people who will follow my rules. And they go on to say how they actually uh, realize that you know the parents don't teach you how to be independent. They don't teach you how to actually get respect from other people. They don't teach you about self-love. And so this is where they finally decided that they're going to only be around people that follow their rules. And they presented, in fact, to two of their friends throughout these months, things that didn't sit well with them. One was because this person would share with them stories of sadness and then not ever ask them to go out with them. When they told him this, the friend got upset. The other is because of answering days after days and basically telling me that they work and that they're busy and they can't, which would be me raising my hand. And uh, I let them know that this thing is not okay for me and uh, they were upset, but they didn't admit their position. (laughs) <laughs> so this, this made me laugh because actually I didn't admit a position because I didn't do anything wrong. That's the point. So right here is where you will find how perspectives of selves, of people, actually have a way of seeing things very differently. Now the difference is, of course, I'm aware of their hurt and their feeling of being left alone and their unreasonableness would be equated to their self-centeredness. They're stressed, they're emotional. So everything that is their life that they're going through is very true, is very valid. Same thing though with me and having work. It's not an excuse. It's me, I have work. There's things that I will have to tend to and or prioritize which are of my actual survival so here's where when it comes to work you know it's funny how people will come and crap on you because you can't give them time but the one thing that as I began growing up was very clear is are you going to pay my bills if I become poor are you going to tend to me are you going to give me a home are you are you actually here (laughs) to like there's no other way for me to put it and really when any person in our life for the Enlightenment Soul Age group makes any type of ridiculous, ridiculous demand like that. And it's ridiculous not because of the emotions behind it. It's because of the blindness of an individual to their own self. And their blindness means you thinking that a person's actually done something wrong when they haven't. Because doing something wrong means that I intentionally, without even informing it, and, and even that, Here's where the subjectiveness comes into the mix. And here's where, enlightenment, soul, age group people, we actually don't go down this path. This is a waste of time. That's all for those who are in their own adaptive children and they're in rumination. And in fact, they actually stay there in separation consciousness, thinking of the things that they could do and others could do, and that's their mental prison. Here's that inner critic, outer critic. We don't do any, not even a little bit, because as soon as somebody presents something like this, it's bullshit. I was a teenager and I saw the bullshit. I'm an adult and I see the bullshit. And again, objectively speaking, everyone has a heart. Her heart has been obviously, uh, what's it called? Hurt, my heart hurt, of course, because there's a lack of recognition of a person whom I care about, about their demands, which are definitely from a place of stress, this part we know. But their demands are now turning into an outer critic which is actually normal with the attached cry for help collapse amid all of the therapists i'm not their therapist i'm their friend but when you're friends together we grow together so here's how the oversoul gets people who want to achieve their enlightenment to get to their enlightenment if they choose to get out of their heads which most people they don't because they do want the hurt So they seek each other for safe and social. They have those needs. And here's where they're not in communion with truth. They're in communion with entanglement and attachment. They want to feel safe. Now, the people who instead are completely independent, functional adults, they don't do this. This is the dance of the drama people. We do another dance. It's called an independent dance of Spicers of Life. And so we don't need to reassure each other every second of the way that we're loved we don't have demands for each other where it's unnecessary or where we basically know if they say no they can't it's straightforward our, our feelings don't get hurt because you don't have time for us we, we get it we get it because we are also adults so we also know what it means to have a life emotionally speaking the people who are self-empowered they're independent and so they support each other with their emotions they don't throw them at each other people who don't have a very great wiring of their self they have a window of tolerance for moments of aloneness and stress and that is not very sturdy in fact they are already in their stress stuff so granted this individual has done nothing wrong except for express their opinion but here from this angle if you want to look at maria's angle it's all bullshit but that's why the opinion of Maria in this case doesn't matter and here's where we have the spirituality process when Sadhguru says person who's in that spirituality process is able to put their personality to the side and do what is for the greater good and do for harmony this is where the herd people won't ever see this because they're going to be too busy in these other soul age groups trying to prove their points to each other because they're all insecure and they all want each other's thumbs up so in this case For me and anybody who's in an Enlightenment soul age group with people that they love of their oversoul that are in adaptive child responses, there is no wrongdoing. Are there hurt feelings? Of course there are. It would be uh, ridiculous and actually untrue to say that there are not feelings. Even those who think they're not hurt when they say I'm angry, that is masking their sadness. Anger masks hurt. It allows a person to feel strong in a moment where instead they would probably want to cry And in fact, remember, in our evolutionary science, sadness is something that the body learned not to be in because it would make us easy prey for animals. So again, we don't need any of the metaphysics, the terrorism stories, and their lovely way of talking about siphoning energy to understand why people do what they do. If only a person looks into brain science and psychoeducation effectively, it's very straightforward. This is a person, in fact, with an attachment style, does not know how to self-regulate, co-regulate anything, and will throw people under the bus because their emotional demands were not met, and they will have the outer critic all over it. That's the mask. Right there are the protectors they're not tending to their wounded child their protectors just created a villain which would be their, their those friends and you know here's the funniest part let me continue reading because um they go on to explain demonstrating that I'm weak uh something about it uh created visible parts of me that are true and maybe this is what has created me created a closeness to people who really care about each other um Or something like that and then she goes on to talk about boys men and how they treat her or treat people such as herself that don't demand respect or didn't demand respect and again I'm not gonna read all of it but she concludes with also finding telling us that she's found people that do really accept them and uh, match which is really great i'm very happy to know that they have a person they feel right now matches everything they want them um and that will accept who they are even if they're a disobedient child so you know the use of words again very fascinating and remember the different soul age groups so here we have society and relationships definitely there's that teenager plus a young adult potentially and concluding with it takes a lot of efforts to have people respect so the effort is it's hard it's so hard to have people respect me but I'm gonna do it and there we go and now I'm so happy to be myself and uh, to not feel guilty if somebody gets offended when I tell them the truth Now this one is a real kicker you know what I love about the truth is that uh, thoughts are not truths. <laughs> and truths really We could go on. a philosophical exploration of that if we wanted to. We tend not to get wasted in our time here, guys. Uh, we tend to not waste our time. So feeling guilty when I say the truth, very much a, a part of ego that's masking the fact that a person's opinions are not truths their opinions they're subjective and the fact that uh, guilt has nothing to do with uh, another but it has everything to do with you not realizing that there's nothing to feel guilty of with thoughts or emotions but there's also that shame and so there's an entire group of emotions and or instincts quote-unquote Reactiveness, implicit memory stuff, nervous system stuff that's going on in one millisecond, right? Obviously, we use words to express our concepts. The part here is where this person is upset. So I got upset after reading it, of course. And in fact, I could tell. And even as I shared the topic, it's a topic that is sensitive because it's definitely unpleasant to have people who think... Of themselves as right and accuse others of being wrong here's where the ego has its role but again for those of us in the Enlightenment soul age group we don't actually care about being right or wrong those who care dare to do the unpopular so here's where the thing is there's always going to be two sides and we don't do inner critic and we don't do outer critic We recognize if guilt or shame comes up, and we are not going to point the finger and say, you're to blame, you're to fault, or point it at us. And we're not going to go and be afraid and say we're helpless, and oh my gosh, how sad is it to be the one left behind? Or get angry and to this anger and think, this is completely unfair, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. We can't have done that as we're growing up. That's the part of where we learn to mature. And how do we learn this? Because we realize that anger is masking hurt. So unfair is masking the ego's hurt. What is the ego's hurt? We'll go back to our herd. I was unapproved unaccepted unvalidated in my vulnerable places by a loved one it's just very straightforward and the minute we're in our centeredness with shiva nothingness which is what we all are waking up every day with the knowledge that there's only who on person who's going to make that difference in how you smile or don't smile and how you feel in this body and that would be us the enlightenment soul age group Person in 5DC knows this without a shadow of a doubt, which is why Twin Flame Soulmate doesn't matter who you present, what life sends you. Let me read said guru In fact, we don't even need said guru but uh, he's great at what he. Uh, wait a minute, my phone's acting up. Um, but he, he is great at what he shares and how he shares it. So let me <clears throat> open my pictures again. When we are realizing humanity all through life well this one's a different one this one's great though your physical body will age but your energy body need not age you can keep it like it was just born and here's this other person says if you have enough energy your physical body won't age either i guess we'll find out won't we (laughs) but that's not what Sadhguru says he just says that we can maintain our energy body which is really great this one's good too whether you have a plan or believe in predictions is what makes the difference between success and chance sad guru and where are you whatever life throws at you if you learn to shake it off and stand on it you can make it a basis of your growth maturity and well-being now this sentence can be used by those who will think ah i'm stronger than you and i'm gonna put you you know beneath my feet and this is still anger so being upset uh, with a person who says unkind things is what you will want to look at as something normal, as an adult, which is why the functional adult is forgiving and nuance. We don't have protector lenses on because we don't have a wounded child, we don't have a self that feels unworthy. What we have is the awareness that we've been unseen, unheard, unaccepted, unvalidated in our vulnerable places by a loved one. Meaning. My day-to-day is going to be lived in X, Y, Z, D ways. It has just been used in a way that is against me, period, by a person who has had time with me. So the part about feeling that unfair, here's where that's another whining moment. Because for me to be upset at having shared time, for example, with a person, without getting that quote-unquote respect, is egoic, and it is childish. It will take place, though a age of person in 5dc will be aware of these two so we're not doing inner critic or outer critic we're doing here's my ego here's their ego here's my personality here's their personality here's our emotions because we're both human beings and here's both of our hearts being heard because that's what happens when distance is created which is what they've done obviously but they have their reasons their friend is not a friend a, their friend doesn't meet the demands they want they're not going to recognize what they've done because their friend didn't do anything for them because here's the other part about the protector lens. They will create vilification over generalizations. They will be in the black and white thinking adaptive children. They don't think they're being reactive adults. That's why they're not autonomous. They're also part of a herd and they want safe and social with the herd. So, Here's the deal. They're not an energy vampire, although the 4D community, that's why they will call these types of people that are in people's lives energy vampires. What this is are people that are in attachment styles who are of a herd type inclined personality and yada, yada, yada. 3D, 4D body type have no idea what 5D even means because they don't know unconditional love. They only know conditions and their conditions rule. So if they can't have what they want, they will go down their shame blame fault revenge cycles very straightforward until they choose not to with free will by the way just very simple seeing the bullshit of their mouths so here's the thing the bullshit of my mouth doesn't come out because as an adult i can see both sides and the bullshit is that it's really humorous and then again it's not because a person is upset but then again they're angry so they're not even sad about it and they actually think they're self-righteous they they think they're right so you know they're in a good spot they're in a strong spot right now what we'll want to see is in years and time what happens when they get to their low point which I hope doesn't happen because honestly you know I would say that at this point of their journey they've made their choices quite clear however let's hypothetically say at their low point they reconsider reevaluate or they just find themselves so desperate that they must reach out to someone and they will have nobody else let's say to turn to a person who will be on the other end of the spectrum will know the right silence and will know how to be supportive for those who need support because that's exactly where again life is not going to be taken away from you if you share a little time with a person and or anyone who needs emotional support mental support physical support in a way of a friend. We don't need respect. That's not what relationships involve when they are independent. And since our relationships are independent, we simply always choose one thing when we're in communion with truth. Is this something that I can do? Can I help this person in this moment of life that they're reaching out? The past stays in a little bag, which we already have with this person. It's not the first time we actually part ways. The first time I was the one who said, I will not be able to meet your demands as a friend. This time they're the ones who in a different way points at another individual as a person who's not a friend. And that's okay because their demands were not met. So what stands true is that we're incompatible because I don't do shame, blame, guilt, fault or revenge nor do I stand or sit or listen in a way of saying yes no I I say I can't do that I can't do that I can't do that and very clearly by the way which is where the introduction to beginning a friendship was with the this is how my life is but it turned into what it is now and again the realization that Anger, unfairness, equals sadness, equals ego, equals self-centeredness is very straightforward. This is why there are no sides. Oneness, consciousness, we don't have sides. We understand that love can equal hurt. And so hurt people hurt people. This is not a toxic environment for a person who's self-empowered. It's only toxic for those who actually are still insecure with each other. Because they're seeking each other's approval, so they feel it's so hard to have people respect me that's how a person who and i know i have a compassion hat on but again i am sharing for those who are inclined to be 5dc and enlightened in the enlightenment soul age group so they're not going to sit in that and pout they're not going to sit and pout with anger they're not going to sit and pout with whiningness they're not going to sit and pout they're not going to sit and think this is right they're going to know wait a minute okay okay ego let's you know let's take this a step further and remember that we don't deny emotions we see very clearly what our emotions will bring up and my emotions definitely brought up wow really really huh and I got to share it in a safe space I got to share it with self-empowered people I got to share it briefly because really one minute three minutes maybe five Is what I gave and then I said you know she gave me a very good episode to share with my community because here's where we do have emotions differences they depend on us and not on not being seen or heard or validated because again that person sees life through their eyes not my eyes I don't have their body I don't know I can know what it's like to live their body because they've described it to me I can feel very very for them because of knowing how hard it is inside their body they feel life is weighing them down and here's where the Akash and theirs is hammering them while for me no it's very blissful I wake up every morning feeling light as a feather especially with my loved ones because if there's one thing that the enlightenment soul age person will be is so blunt and so straightforward This is why when somebody's where they feel put to the side are put to the side and we won't be arrogant or unpolite about it. Again, we'll be very straight and uh, clear. So we have nothing to say because we always stand in authenticity and transparency. And we're not part of the herd in a way of, oh, you have to accept me for who I am. We're part of a herd because we're humanity. We live on a planet that has 7.9 billion people. You're gonna be a part of a herd, whether you want it or not. (laughs) You're going to be creating stuff with others, right? So trust, we don't worry about that because that naturally expands when people, right here, in this case, trust is not being built because there is a person who does not trust in the situation they want to have control they want to have security they want to have power and they want that from a place of an adaptive child that's seeking people to be there for them as they call them to be there and when they're not they call that hard and they call it a lot of things even the fact that they're an empath and they only have you know people who want the narcissist and that they're going to break free from this so there's all these different ways that the adaptive child will tell themselves a story the 4d 3d in fact is fully immersed in it the other soul age groups the difference will be when these other soul age groups find their solace within their uh, within their day-to-day life so when that happens they just solidify in fact that uh, soul age group and they begin to experience relationships and their reality every day more. after all remember, members are cycles for a reason there's rumination they're sitting in that inner critic outer critic and they're sitting in their stories they will deny the truth in other means and they will only spotlight their suffering and then they will withdraw in isolation and they'll do it over again. So limited consciousness doesn't evolve because every time free will is there whenever they're in their lows they just repeat their patterns. They don't see and, you know, we can thank the movies and every stereotype out there and generalization that people still use to talk about each other as if it's a fact versus realizing that these are based on a past of our species that is still evolving. So as long as people want to hold the past as a truth versus realizing that um, that word, you know, truth is uh, nothingness with Shiva, Kali and then Krishna Leela and really what we want to also remember is that for life the truth is we need air water food the truth is we don't live in prehistory anymore the truth is that the self-preservation brain does work a certain way and so the truth is some people will stay in adaptive child responses because their brain is in a state where they're not aware of their implicit memory stuff and when somebody has a way of presenting it nice way in a technical way i've presented to my friend many things throughout the times that we were speaking they did not take any of it up in fact you know the part about why should i work on me when everybody else is an asshole so this is where a person who is actually in rumination will not notice that they can improve their life and they may think of enlightenment but they won't necessarily get there for real they'll have a mantle, and they'll have their little book of morality codes. You know enlightenment only when you can recognize hurt equals hurt. So again, to close out, this is not ever something that is a pleasantry to me, Maria. This is something that is very uh, sad, to say the least. Wherever there is anger, it's just masking the sadness. And the reality is, because it's time that we invest with each other, uh, it feels, it will always feel that that time has been invested without any uh, expansion. But the reality is for us we've expanded. The others have not expanded. So that disruption is in fact because the other individual is still in their shame, blame fault revenge cycle, they're in their adaptive child self. They haven't actually moved into a higher vibration. They're still in that same. So it disconnects and creates, a, uh, what's it called with me uh, it creates a disequilibrium. so it doesn't match my vibration they're vibing out of vibration and living life. it was a repeat so I know that cycle so the time spent it feels quote-unquote wasted but it really isn't and that's where again we can always be objective about where our own personality ego comes into the mix because we choose i chose to share my time i could have chosen otherwise i put into practice my free will every time we will take ownership of one thing alone it's not about control it's that we chose and we choose always consciously if we're going to share a moment with you or not and we don't choose it based on entanglement or attachment we don't choose it based on you do this for me we choose it based on pure and simple love And that love means not do what I want you to do and trust doesn't mean do what I want you to do tell me what I want you it's we choose because we're part of each other we're all inclusive and really what it is is if I can be of support even if it's for a second it's not because I need you to do something I don't need you to change I don't need you to become that's the part we don't take our time and share it for an outcome we will take ownership of no I chose free will I chose to give you my time because I care that's all and it doesn't mean that you're gonna have to do whatever it is that you know so that that's it's it's a we only live quantum relationships and we will notice when our own mammalian heritage being unseen unheard unaccepted unvalidated comes into the mix and we'll be able to tend to that except for a whiner <laughs> that really doesn't do much for us our own whiner doesn't do anything for us we, we except for it wait wait Actually, our whiner gives us the opportunity to keep enlightening. So see, here's how our oversoul, all of our fragments, and that's the whole world, besides your intimate loved ones, give us the opportunity. This person gave me the opportunity to share this story with you, and all, a lot of stories. The fact that they hurt is not very nice for me to know, but guess what? I'm not a person that they consider their friend anyways, because I don't do things that they want me to do the way they want me to do it. And they also are oblivious to this. And they're not the only person, by the way. <laughs> There's, I, I'd say that I know that They're harsh and forgiving. They don't know that everybody has their own life. And apparently, they didn't get the memo. It's, it's very much, you know, the cancel thing, culture. There's a reason why 4D is the biggest bandwidth, by the way. Because most people don't actually have the ability to sit and say, you know what, I'm not saying I am perfect. I'm saying I'm imperfect. I'm flawed and imperfect. And what I'm saying, though, is that I've given you the authentic truth and you've chosen to twist it and shape it into whatever it is you want it to be which is fine twist it twist it all you want in the meantime while you twist I'm going to keep moving forward with my life and move along with grown-ups because the enlightenment so age you that's the thing we're moving along with grown-ups or at the very least self-empowered people they may not be full-blown grown-ups but they will know what's what and you find them we find people who are independent and who won't twist our words and twist the entire situation you know and this person also twisted a whole bunch of other stuff so again the past the patterns it's always clear to those of us who can see and for those of us who love unconditionally we will still be there if the need arises because why wouldn't we it's simply sharing a moment of love with a person who will if ever reach out need that It has not taken away from any of my stuff. It has given me the ability to love more, to share with you all. And again, that's exactly where the infinite higher human consciousness potential comes into the mix. And experiences, calling in, or leave a message. Have a great day.